0: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia, on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hi, Bad Laugh Titans. Due to technical difficulties, the entire hour of listening to how the Tigers lost the game uh, was lost itself. Yep, dramatic music in the background. Uh, So have a great rest of your day. Oh, fine. Here's the actual episode.
1: Here's Wallace. Welcome to Bad Life Titans, I'm Matt, with me is Anthony and Tom, and we are three gentlemen who've made bad life choices and ended up Titans fans, uh, episode seven, I think.
2: Well, yeah, thanks, how are you going, fellas? Yep, not too bad, yeah, well, we were just talking about um, before we started recording, it could have been a very different episode, um, the game on Thursday night, but um Yep. No, we're in a bit more of a cheery mood than we would have been. So, yeah, not going too bad.
1: <laughs> how you going, Tommy?
3: Yeah, can't complain. Like Anthony said, this could have been a very um, depressing episode, but you know we we are going to be a bit happier tonight. So yeah, how about yourself, Matt?
1: Uh, yeah, good mate. Good week of work and back home. And apart from the it's so tire situation, for fucking car, but uh, other than that, no, it's um, good to be home and enjoy the last bit of semi-warm weather before it kicks into winter down here, so, but yes, Thursday night, Jesus, the great escape, so
2: lucky. <laughs> yeah, sucked in Big T as well, that's a shout out to our mate, um, we were hoping to get him on the pod, but he hasn't, hasn't replied to our messages all week, so, um, unlucky big fella. <laughs>
1: there's a chance you may be hearing this in about four weeks time too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, moving on to the news. Um a bit quiet this week, but um there's news. Steph Hancock, will she or won't she? Um, It's indisputable this NRLW season was Steph Hancock's best by far with 17 games at the top grade to her name plus 20 for the Jillaroos and 16 for Queensland the question is on everyone's lips could this be the end of the legendary two decade long career I certainly hope not given what she's been able to produce for the Gold Coast Titans this season having never scored a try in NRLW before she chalked up four in the past month finishing off with a double against the Dragons Outside of crossing the stripe on several occasions, that's been through the roof and uh, proving age is just a number for the 40-year-old champion. In her six appearances, she started a prop in all but the season opener, amassing 13 tackle busts, eight offloads, 461 metres, at an average of 76 per match, and tackled at a very commendable 92% efficiency as a stronghold of the middle third. Um, yeah, well, she's been the mainstay this year for the girls and he's hoping she can go around one more time.
3: Yeah, I really hope she does. And I, like I said to the guys before we started recording, like when we signed her, I didn't have massive sort of expectations. Like I thought, oh, cool. You know, Steph, she's experienced. She knows how to play the top the top grade game. Um, but the season she's had, she was playing like she was in her mid-20s um, mid or early 30s, like she didn't look like, you know, slowing down and all. She kept taking a ball up when things were getting tough. You know, she just, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I really hope the game on Sunday isn't the last time we see Steph, especially in a Gold Coast jersey. Um, I really hope, you know, she can go around again. Um, and hopefully next time we can uh, make it to the grand final and hopefully get that trophy. But, um, uh, look, Steph had a fantastic year, and, you know, it would be a great thing for the club if she sticks around on field or off field regardless, just, yeah. Yeah.
1: And the season kicks off, like, in, isn't it, like, 10 weeks or something like that? It kicks off sort of towards the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully she's um, she's able to come back and then, yeah the 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 success of this year is is still fresh on her mind and she wants to build on it. it would be good to leave a legacy, Danny.
2: Yeah, definitely. No, I think it'd be it'd be great to see her run around again. Um, at least for at least for this season, as you said, it's it's pretty quick turnaround. Um, for the next season, so um, hopefully, if not on the field, like you said, Tom, I think she'd be good to have off the field um, sort of in an assistant coach's role or, or something like that. She, you can sort of see on the bench. I noticed she was oftentimes pumping up the younger girls and she seems to probably be the, the biggest leader in the team. Um, so hopefully she can stick around. She's, um, she's still playing bloody well for her age. Like she's uh, you know, scored a try um, on the weekend and um, yeah, she's just, absolute weapon. So, yeah, hopefully haven't seen the last of it.
1: Agreed. Uh, also, the only other real news, um, Brian Kelly has been ruled out of the Round 5 match against the Eels due to COVID protocols. Uh, Phil Sami will replace him in centres with Maju and uh, Corey on the wings. Um, it's a little bit concerning. Hopefully there's not a, a little mini outbreak going through the camp and they've nipped it in the bud and it's it's going to stay here but it's
2: kind of not not what you want to see no no definitely not it's it was always a threat this year there was always and we've seen it with other clubs there's always going to be little outbreaks here and there but hopefully we can keep it to just one player not the not that you want to have any but um like against canberra um sorry it was this week actually the with Firmer and Liu and um, Sammy missing. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they've contained it well. And um, if it's just BK sitting out for a week, um, that's fingers crossed best best case scenario. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm guessing Semi will probably slot into that left centre spot, um, which he, he did start yeah. to, Last year, he started the year there um, before shifting out, back out to the wing later in the year. So hopefully he's still got a little bit of combination with, um, I gather Marju will probably keep that left wing spot. Yeah, I uh, think so. I, I think that's, yeah I, yeah, I can't see that change it after one week. So.
1: Nah. I think Corey in the previews, yeah. but yeah. It's, yep. um, by the looks of the team sheet, it's going to be Corey and Sami and Patty and and Margie, so Yeah, yeah. So
2: hopefully he's just got to come in. He's been playing awesome footy. So defensively might be a little bit of a worry with a, another new combination, but um, yeah, he's just got to just got to keep doing what he's doing and hopefully see another Marino.
3: I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees.
1: Okay, moving on to the recaps. On Thursday night, the Gold Coast Titans defeated the West Tigers Eight points to six in an absolute thrilling, to-and-throwing, epic display of rugby league up there at Gold Coast Star Seabus Super Stadium. The Eight points from the Titans came to one try to Alexander Bribson, Toby Sexton with one from one and one penalty goal. The six points to the West Tigers came from three penalty goals to Luke Brooks. Um, I'll tell you what, fellas. That was a shit game for seventy nine minutes and thirty seconds, but what a thirty seconds! Yeah,
2: no, yeah, exactly right. It um, <laughs> yeah, it's it was just dreadful to watch that first seventy eight minutes. I mean, I, I think I walked out about six times and um, just brought myself back every time. I got to keep watching that. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. And uh, I think it got to about the 75-minute mark. I thought, oh, I don't know. I, I can't see his pulling a rabbit out of the hat. Um, and then Toby's kick, when I first saw it leave the boot, I I didn't even think of him aiming for the post. I, I thought, that's going to sail dead or be caught in goal. So um, when it come off the post, a bit of excitement again, but then they cleaned it up and thought all all sort of hope was lost. We might... Might get a tackle or two off a drop out, but um, yeah. When Aaron, Aaron Clark, that was a brilliant effort from from your bloke Tommy. He um, yeah, just courageous effort to to run through, not give up on the play, and yeah, the rest is history. We'll just get take the two points, get the hell out of there, and move on.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, it. it's one of those games where we've been asking for a defensive effort for some time now and we we did get that, but to the same extent, when you're struggling against the West Tigers and no offense, I mean, you know, obviously the Tigers, you know, have, have okay players, but I mean, bottom of the ladder shot on confidence, you know, this, this to me really needed to be a game where we, you know, made a statement and, um, no, no, I just, I just feel like we could have done a lot better in this game. Very scrappy, very, um, you know, yeah, I can't explain it. Um, no, no, no. It just- was
1: one of the most atrocious games for the little things. Like, I just like the. I don't know how many. I'll bring it. I'll bring it on now. But just, it just seemed like every single. Every single minute, there was just a drop ball. Like dude, I think, um, reading the play of all people, he brought up, um, he bought up a stat. There was every two and a half minutes in that game, there was a drop ball. Like that's just oh. bloody ridiculous. It's, it's, that's, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's just, it's it's beyond. we just lucky. Yeah,
3: it's beyond terrible for a, a side, but, yeah, for a side that wants to be in the it's beyond terrible and. You know, if we, we'll get into it later, obviously, but if we do that this week, bro, it's going to be over for the 20th minute. Like, it just won't happen for us. And um, yeah, and I, what really annoyed me was the first three games we've scored points, and that's obvious. The fact that A, we could always score one try, and yes, Corey Thompson nearly scored, but, you know, that's the key word nearly. The fact that we only scored one try against West Tigers and yet couldn't score a try when I was down to 12 men when Peachy, no surprise, got Simmons, that was the the part of the game where, like, oh shit, this is going to be one of those games, isn't
1: it? Um, Yeah. And especially that same old sad story written all over it. Like, you you just have that dreaded feeling from from probably about 15, 20 minutes on, like once Corey dropped that, that ball out of the line, he was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Yep. Yep.
2: No, exactly. Yeah. That. I saw that happen. I thought, oh. And obviously, his, I don't know if his hand injury, he sort of, Corey looked like he may have been rushed back purely because Phil went down with COVID. Um, he yep. sort of looked a little bit underdone, like he could have used maybe another week or two to to heal that hand. But um yeah, you, you as you said, you saw it happen and you just thought, oh, it's it's just gonna be one of them games that but I I thought, oh well again, no offense to the uh the Tigers fans if they're listening, but you always thought, oh well, it's the Tigers, you know, that we've got plenty of other opportunities. We'll we'll get down there. And we had a lot of ball in that start of that game, that first twenty minutes or so. But yeah, we just just couldn't crack them, and that's what that's when the sort of panic did set in. You thought we just can't break them, and yet they're probably one of the worst defensive sides in the comp to start the year, and um, just silly errors, uh, as you said, every two and a half minutes. That's that's crazy um, to make an error that often, and yeah, it was just one after the other, and. Um, if it wasn't that, it was penalties or six to go. Actually, I think we we also had a pretty good penalty count to start the game. We got a couple of penalties to get us out of our half, but we'd just go down the other end and all of our good attack just just went out the window. Um, but, yeah. If yeah was, like, we didn't,
1: oh. we didn't really have that much time, so mate. We didn't have much time with the ball. Like, yeah. in, in, their, in the attacking zone, like, the, the game was played through the middle... Sort of 40 or 50 meters. It was just, you know, get to the third tackle, drop the ball, but, or, or, you know, get a penalty, get kick it down there and drop the ball, second tackle. And, and then they get down there and they get to the, you know, their 30, drop the ball. And it was just, it was just one of the most atrocious games I've ever seen in my life. And I'm embarrassed for everyone involved. Like, it was just for real, like the, the fact that people got paid for that game is just a, an abomination on, on the rugby league. Like It was just a disgrace. Yeah. Professional rugby league players that can't even hold a football. There like, was just some absolute mind-boggling errors. I can't look at this. that many. I just can't even put any on. Like the Corey Thompson one, was just... Yeah. But well, I mean, okay, so... Enough of that sort of shit. But there was a couple of good positives. There was a couple of positives out of there. The scramble defence, as you said, Tino's poor uh, um, tackle on David Ofluma to 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 stop the try when he made the break after Kevin Proctor had a nap in the middle. Um, that was that, up, like, yeah, he was. We'll get onto that. Um, that that sort of stuff. that desperation defence from Tino is is what you want to see. you love to see. The scramble defence is great the fact that we didn't let the Tigers score a single try and even though they, they might have bombed one um, great to see and they may have sort of maybe got a one that should have been given but um the the fact that they just kept trying and you know got themselves in a position to win um, got to be happy with that uh, A j looked a little bit they they looked really lost in the halves, but at the same time they didn't really have a lot of ball to sort of get stuff cooking. I thought Jaron Wallace looked good. Um, I thought Mo looked okay. Um, Tino was pretty much the shining light of the whole the whole game. But Jermaine looked like he'd been training with the Broncos all year, um, and and hadn't. So hopefully he's a little bit better this week after getting some combos, but. Like all in all, it was a pretty dreadful performance, but you know you're still walking away with a smile. Definitely, um,
2: yeah. You yeah. always take a win.
1: Yeah, for sure. But, but, um, the, the, the defense is the big one, but yeah, I mean, sixteen errors is just is gross. Um, yeah, really gross. But yeah, yeah. I
2: think that that's sort of the only a couple of a couple of positives. As you said, I think Justin brought it up in the the post-match press conference like we've this year we've sort of against the Warriors we kept them scoreless for a half and you basically say the Raiders game we pretty much kept them scoreless for the first half except for the last two minutes um and then again in this game completely completely trialless um so it's it's hard to sort of give a game like that positives but definitely the defense has been there and um like um, Holbrook also brought up, which I thought he was a little bit too positive. Maybe behind the scenes is different, but he did bring up like we lost uh, four players through COVID, two of them sort of yeah. late, late, early, just before the game. So, and then the flooding again, I think that the training field got flooded through the week and yeah. Yeah,
1: training down at Chugan and, I'm to and yep. all sorts yep. of places. To-
2: yeah. That's right. So, there are definitely plenty of distractions. So, we'll, yeah. we'll see this week. Proof will be in the pudding this week if they get a sort of full week of less distractions. But I can sort of understand where he's coming from with there are definitely plenty of outside things that would have affected that game, I suppose.
1: Yeah. With, what are we doing with Kevin Vronto, man? Like 76 minutes, he ran for 28 metres. <sighs> 28 metres. It's been 76 minutes. Like, four runs. He had four hit-ups. Like, I just, what are are we doing here, man? Like, oh, I just don't get it. 32 tackles. Okay, fair enough. But, like, he was, you you, you don't miss 100% of the tackles you don't even attempt. And there's some there where he just, he just watched, he watched Dave Nofaloo just run right past him. Um. I just, it,
3: I just don't understand. He's, he's going to be that fat player, unfortunately, that just stays in the squad no matter what. And it pisses me yeah. off because Holbrook, when he came here, the whole thing was, you know, you had to earn your spot. You had to consistently, you know, turn up every single week, you know, not one or two yeah. every single week. And, like, I have the stats for Kevin Proctor here. Round one, he had 31 minutes three runs for 19 metres. Round two, 32 minutes, six runs for 64. You know, that's that's an okay game against any side. Um, round three, he had 19 minutes, three runs for 26 metres. And like he said last week, 76 minutes, four runs, 28 metres. And it's not even just a running problem with him. It's the fact that in defence, teams just exploit him now. Like they know he's too yeah. slow to be in the side, and bro. If he, oh my goodness, I'm dreading this week with this Parramatta side, and like I said, we'll talk about it later. But if he's in, a, if he has more than twenty minutes in this game, bro, it's gonna be done. It's gonna be over.
1: Yeah, like I'm it's, fairly convinced we haven't scored a try with him on the field this year.
3: No, I don't think so. And that's something I wanted to bring up. There's no coincidence. But when he's on the field, we A don't score tries and B, we concede a lot of tries. But when he's not on the field, we look so much more better. Like how for me, uh, for me as a viewer, I'm like, how can't the coach, the guy that sees the entirety of the game, the guy who would be going home, watching videos, you know, of the game, why can't he see that when he's on the field, we are shit. We don't look yeah. quick. We don't look intense. We just look flat like we did back in twenty nineteen. But once he's yeah. off, you know, we just look like bang, bang, bang. You
2: know. It's just I don't know. Oh, I don't um, understand. That's what I don't I mean. understand. No, it's um I, I sort of I thought when he got picked in round one, I thought looking at the bench, it's it's fair enough. You're probably need a back rower and I kind of got it, but we're bringing him on as a middle forward anyway. And like Sammy McIntyre, he, he wasn't outstanding by any means, but he, I think I can't remember if no, he, you Tommy or someone put the stats and that's what he made, 60, 70 odd metres. 73,
1: when he was on for 29 minutes, he had seven yeah. runs um, for 73 metres. Yep, and twenty-six post. He made more post same amount of post contact meters as Kevin Proctor made total. Like what he is. made a, He had a tackle break. Um, you know, ten tackles. What are the he, he was, he, What are the coaches looking at? Yeah, man. Oh, hopefully, there's a late change because I just yeah. it's killing me. And, and, if, and, and now teams will know that if you just hold them, hold out the Titans until Kevin Proctor comes on and, and then you've, you've got it, you've got the game one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt like that Raiders game, as soon as he come on, our middle just fell to absolute shit. We just, we fell to bits and the Raiders were moving upfield, you know, like the whole experience thing the, there's no point having experience. If your experience is crap, like, yeah. He's always been known, I guess, well, probably not the last couple of years, but he's always like, okay, we'll bring him on as a bit of a defensive, you know, he's he's kind of strong. He he knows that right edge, but as you said, that that he fell asleep in that tackle that the Tigers player, I can't for the life of me remember. I don't know if it was Jimmy Jimmy Roberts or uh, Nofaluma. it was Nofaluma, was, was it? Yeah, yeah. He just completely yeah completely ran around him. He looked like he was in quicksand. So thank God for Tino. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why we keep picking him above someone like Sammy McIntyre, some fresh legs and a, a guy who actually gives a damn and busts his guts out for the team. So hopefully they'll yeah, yeah it
1: soon. Yeah, it's just... It's- like, uh, and, you know, Will Smith is still just a conundrum to me. I don't know if he's the right one at, four, at 14 and yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know whether, what they're trying to do. Just doesn't seem like there's any cohesion there. I don't like he, I don't think he's a, no, he's not a nine. Like, he's not a hooker. No, no. Um, no I'm and, and what he's offering at the moment out of, out of there is, is not what we need. And I know Tana Boyd's small and, and, and whatever, but he's had quite a few seasons in that 14 role, and he, he's done really well. And I'd, I'd like to see him get a go. Um, but, yeah, I just – hopefully Kevin catches COVID so I can just be done with
2: it. Yeah, I, I agree, Will Smith. I, I never understood really the sign and I, I tried to be positive and think, well, you know, he's not a, he's not a bad player. He wasn't for Para. Um, but he's just sort yeah. of – yeah, it's the same thing as Kevin. He, he sort of – he comes on and Aaron Clark's not the, not the greatest player by any means, but when Aaron goes off, Aaron and Tino go off and Will and Kevin come on, it just – you can tell the difference oh, the way and we, you, you don't even have to do substitutions. You know what's happened. So, oh, that, I don't know what the answer is, but I think Paul Turner's apparently – playing pretty solidly in the, in the Q cup. And I think Tanner Boyd may have broke his jaw or
1: cheeks. Oh, I do. Yeah, I I yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but hopefully when he recovers, he's got to be looking for that, for that um, bench utility role.
1: Okay, moving on to the NRLW, and the St George Illawarra Dragons defeated the Gold Coast Titans 24 points to 18 down there at Lockhart Oval. 24 points for the Dragons came as tries to Bartlett, Tonigatto, Chapman and Davies, Pearson three from four conversions and a penalty goal. Tries to the, uh, the 18 points to the Titans came through tries to Hancock with a double and Jasmine Peters with a try. Uh, Brianna Clark, Radsford Smith and Praley Nadi each with a conversion uh, three making a three from three. Um, unlucky girls and proud of the season, but uh, how'd you see it, Tommy?
3: Yeah, it, it was one of those games that we could have won it, but I don't know, we just, we just gave away too many penalties and look, you know, there was a few fans going, oh, you know, the Titans, you know, got the bad enough to stick with the referees on a few decisions and look at the end of the day when he goes down when he goes down 24 points to six with like 10 minutes left like that's on that's on you as a club and um you know it's 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 hard because i'm really proud of the girls and the season they've had like you know this team is a relatively young squad um but the difference you could see in them from round one to the finals was enormous. You know, the younger girls look so much more confident, look like they had played, you know, so much longer for just the five games. They look more experienced. So, you know, it's it's one of those situations. It's like the, the glass half empty, half full, you know. Yes, it's sad the season's ended and, you know, we couldn't, be in a grand final last next week. But same thing, you know, they've had a great year, first year for the competition, for the girls in the competition, you know, made finals, like decide well, let's just keep getting better. And I mean, yeah, I, I can't really be too upset. Um I just the only real thing I question about the lineup was Hale at 58. I don't understand why that happened because Hale had played there all year and when you had – because I don't know what happened with Grace Griffin, whether or not Jamie just didn't think she was right or she came down with an injury before the game. But it would have made more sense to put in Carly Hansen or Kobe Jane Morgan into the six and leave Hale on the bench so she could come on and have that bigger impact and we would a, have had a half with um, – really natty but you know it wasn't to be obviously on a day and we we did get some form of a comeback and my Steph went over for a second I'm like oh okay okay you know there might be a chance but realistically the chances of us going you know pretty much 100 meters in a space of 20 seconds was I don't know the, I don't want to know the odds but overall like I said, Very proud of the girls this year. They really made the Gold Coast proud. Um, You know, they should be proud of what they did this year. You know, a lot of these girls, like us, keep saying, are young, haven't played at RLW before, but the changes they have, I have seen in the squad all year, you know, gives me so much more confidence going to next season. Um, You know, and I feel like now, Going forward, it's really just that 5'8 spot we've got to sort out because I feel like the back line is sorted, the forwards are sorted, the bench line is sorted. It's just trying to find that 5'8 partner for Braley and Addy, um, yeah. which I don't know is Grace Griffin long-term or we're going to bring back Carly Hansen, Hanson. Su- and I am surprised Carly didn't get a run. This year, because she made a professional debut, I think, for the Kiwi Ferns and she scored within the first minute. Um, and, you know, from everything I've seen, it says that, you know, she's a pretty decent talent, but I don't know why she didn't get a run in this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, like I keep saying, and I'll, I'll stop saying it now, but yeah, we're proud of the girls, you know, they made me a very proud goalpost fan. Um, and I really hope they can keep the same squad next season and um, hopefully we can be in a be in a grand final next time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree, mate. There's um big season, first one around and yeah, like to make it into the finals and and you know, there's some pretty historic sort of milestones this this year. They you know, they knocked off Brisbane, they made it to the finals. Um few, you know, a couple of victories and what, what did they win? They won three games out of their yeah. five, so like it's it's um there's there's, there's plenty more positives than, than the negative of of bowing out first round. So congratulations to them, and you know like Jamie Feeney and has done a great job, and the entire club really has, has done a great job. The way they've assembled the team and the way they've marketed it, and and the way it's on the socials as well. It's it's just like yeah, you just love to see it, and I can't wait yeah. to see how they go in the next, you know, year or two. And yeah,
3: for sure. And, and I think just like you're saying, just with the whole club, I think it really showed that we were really serious about this women's side. Like we weren't just getting a women's side in because, like you could tell from the get go, like we wanted this side to be competitive. We wanted this side to be good, and you know, to see that happened throughout the year. You know, it was really good. And I mean, yeah, I, I just hope we can bring back players like Belie. Um, You know, if it, I don't know if she's still going to do rugby sevens this year, but, you know, she would be great to have, have back. Hopefully we don't lose Destiny Brill because, like like I said, in the first podcast we did this year, you know, she's an absolute weapon. And, you know, she has improved so much just in a space of six games. So, you know, hopefully she'll stay on with us and yeah, I don't know, it's just sour taste but we want, that we aren't in a grand final. But overall, the positives of the year and how proud they have made me as a Titans fan just outweighs everything. And you know, you can see a special love the younger girls around the coast as well really getting behind a club. Um you know, and that'll really help us going forward. You know, that that, that Lismore area has so much talent um, for the women's game. You know, you've got, you've got Tweed, you've got Burley, they have women teams. Like, there's just so much opportunity for this Titans club just to go beyond anything that the game has seen for the women's. You know, and, yeah, I'm just excited for the season to start. Hopefully, I think it's later this year, but... um. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. No, I think you boys nailed it. I don't. Don't have too much to add that you didn't say. Um, but yeah, just just really proud of the girls, and still surreal to see to see a, a women's side wearing the Titans <laughs> colours running out for the first time. That was um that was fantastic to see. So um, I think Polite, Gray Hale, uh, Destiny Brill. Um, they, these girls were probably some of our best, so um, hopefully, hopefully we can keep them, like you said, Tommy. And fingers crossed, Steph Hancock runs around again. And um, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to the next season kicking off already.
1: Okay, moving on to the preview singular this time um, on Saturday at Seaboss Super Stadium, the Gold Coast Titans are taking on the Paramatic Heels. Uh, At 7.35, it feels like we only just played him a couple of weeks ago. That's right, because we did. Um, (laughs) For the Inns for the Titans uh, are more Sasa, Liu, Alec, Turner, Sami, Fia and Francis. Out's Kelly and SR Meisters, the Titans will line up with Asako at fullback. Corey and Greg on the wings, Sami and Herbert in the centres. AJ and Tobes in the halves. Uh, in the forwards, we've got Mo and Liu as the props. Aaron's in the hooker. Tafita and Fermor in the, in the background and Tino locking us up. Um, the interchange bench is unchanged. Well, pretty much it's uh, Smith, Wallace, Jaleef and the human handbrake Kevin Cla- uh, Proctor. Interesting to note in the reserves, Paul Turner slots into the 18 with Sam McIntyre at 19. Um, Hopefully, there's there's a chance, but um, yeah, we need to find something. I'm guessing against um Parramatta, we'll probably trot out the one to 17 because you know, why not? Um, but yeah, it's uh, just having a look at the, the Parramatta side, they seem to be pretty much full strength. Um, Bryce Cartwright's named at 18, so we'll see if he makes his return to C bus. But, yeah, it's, um, let the Gutharinas fly. I mean, the Samarinas fly.
2: Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully we see a couple brought out over the weekend. Um, it'd be nice. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a real danger game. Um, I, although I felt that the last time, round one, I was, um, yeah, shit scared of, of playing para and we, we actually put up a good fight. But um, I think the eels have... Definitely improved over the last few weeks. They're flying at the moment, um, and some yeah. some of the tries they were scoring um, Sunday night against against the Saints was uh, they were just it was just crazy. Um, but yeah. yeah, Bryce Cartwright can't always do that, as we know. Next week after he's usually pretty pretty terrible. So if he if he makes the team, hopefully I don't eat my eat my words there. But um, <laughs> yeah, they just just got strength all around the park and. Mitch Moses, he's um he's dominating at the moment. He's sort of staking his claim to be one of the one of the top halves in the comp after being a meme for sort of the last five years or not not handling the pressure. A lot of people said so. Um, and then their their forward packs just just crazy good as well. Um, so
0: yeah, yeah, they're trying
1: to go on their April run now and become April premiers and yep. Yep,
0: that's this is to... this is
1: the one that is going to be a big test. If we play anywhere like what we did last week, we're doomed. you know. Yep. So, I mean, let's. I'm not. The Dragons aren't much of an opposition at the moment, and the team they trotted out last week was questionable at best. But so you know, hopefully, put up a bit more of a fight and uh, and have a crack. But yeah, it's it's they're going to have to work out for them this week it's it's a
2: it's a hard one and the only only good thing that the three f boys are back in the in the back row for feeder firmer and and tino so um feel <laughs> the three f boys so um uh, definitely yeah, definitely feel more comfortable with bowie firmer out there rather than um the, the human hand right. like that one so um, yeah it's it's a couple a couple of good changes but um yeah, I, I, being at home, hopefully that gives us a little bit of an advantage and school holidays. So, yeah, any Titans fans get out there, get the family out there and, yeah, make some noise for the boys anyway. Hopefully home ground advantage. We can um get some uh, dis- refereeing decisions going our, our way this time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's... I am terrified of this game, solely because of last week because... We struggled big time and Eels just dominated St. George. And like you said, Matt, like, yeah, St. George had a few questionable changes made. Um, But, I mean, still 48 points for any professional side is bad to proceed. And my thought process all week has been it'll either be we win a tight one of, like, six points or less, or Eels will physically and mentally break this club this week. Like, because after this week, like, put it this way, our next three games, and obviously depending how we go this week will determine how through next week, but our next three games are the most winnable out of our next five. Yeah. You know, we've got Eels this week, we've got a Tom Chiboy, which was mainly next week, then we have the Cowboys. like. These are games that we need to win. And I've said it, if yep. we can win six, seven, maybe of our first 10 games, that'll put us in a really good position. And a game like this, we have to win it. And if we can get the win, that'll give the boys so much more confidence going into next week. It'll really help them believe, you know, hey, shit, you know, we can still compete and will compete against big teams. Um, and like I said we like, get a win this week we capitalise on Manley not having much boy of which, then we play against the Cowboys and we have a decent history recently against the Cowboys then we've got to play Panthers like you know like three wins in a row going into a Panthers game could be amazing for our confidence where if we've lost two out of the three next games going into the Panthers game like it could just yeah yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking too far ahead but you get what I'm saying, like these games now will determine I reckon how we will play against Panthers because then we have the
1: Roosters and St. George like, they, just, like, they just need to complete their sets like the, the yeah. points if, if they can just hold the ball, complete their sets, you know, get a few repeats and just keep marching downfield the points will come the key is to defend, like right you know, this is going to sound like Captain Obvious right here, but to get you know, defend Parramatta and keep them down our end, and just just keep wearing them down. Like the Power aren't the, the greatest defensive side, you know, they're, they're, they're a great attacking side. If we, if we can get into a shootout with them and and you know hold them out for a couple and and get, and get a roll on ourselves, and we've we've shown in round one that we can go with them, we can go try to try. You know, even even our score them at some point. You know, you know we really, really our scored them towards the, the end of that second half, like three tries in a row. So if we can just sort of tap that 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 um, effort and control and the attacking ability there, then you know the the, the key is the handling. Like if they, if they drop see if they make sixteen errors, Paramount will pull fifty on us. Um, yeah. But if they can hold the ball and complete and, and keep the ball down that that end, then you know, anything's possible. Yeah, so just you know, that's the big one, man. Just just complete your sets. Give yourself a chance.
2: Definitely. Yeah. No, that's the big thing. That's often times this year when we have started to fade, it's cause those silly errors just creep in and footies is a complicated game, but it's a simple game. The, if you're holding the ball and you've got the you're not making these dumb errors and just gifting field position 9 times out of 10 you're not going to get blown off the park you you're going to be yeah. in the fight you're, you might lose a tight one but you're going to be in the fight so that that's the main thing and an interesting one I, i'd love to get your, your thoughts on it boys i um i don't know if you're familiar the league of titans forum we'll give a give them a bit of a shout out there um yeah, League of Titans are sort of another discussion site for any Titans fans out there. But um, I was just reading sort of some of their posts after the Tigers game and a lot of them have noticed we're sort of – don't we don't know if it's a, a training, like, like a tactic from us or if it's just sort of the coaching or whatnot. But it seems we're sort of being very passive instead of rushing up and – sort of trying to suffocate other teams. It's like we're playing passive no. on the line. Yeah, there's no line speed. Yeah, exactly. So I'd love to know, if, is it a tactic that we're trying to conserve energy and something oh, like that? or? But then you, it's sort of silly because we're giving teams easy field yeah. and letting them march down there. And then like nine sets out of 10, they're getting an attacking kick on our line. So. If it is, a I, tactic, I, think it's it's or,
1: I don't think. It, I don't think it's a tactic. I think it's just a maturity thing of defense. Like there's no, yeah. there's no real pack leaders down there, you know, apart from Tino. But he, you know, they're all in their late early twenties, so they just they haven't figured. Yeah, I know they probably practice it week and week out of training, but it, it, you know, you know yourself. Like when you when you play, it's your brain does different things when you when you're under fatigue, and you've got to make different. You've got to make decisions and. Yeah, I, I I have noticed it a lot too. Is is that they, they are very passive in, in attacking. If they're not rushing, out, if they're not. If there's no line speed. Then it, it, guys like Mitchell Moses will pick you apart because he's got all the time in the world, and and that it, that's it, harder for you to slide in defence if everyone's passive and you're not moving and you're not taking that space away from them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, good pick up. And,
3: yeah, I, I think one of the biggest issues that, to me, I feel like one of the biggest issues we have is we don't have that sort of enforcer in our pack. Like, we don't have that guy, that, I don't know, like, like I'll, I'll put, I'll put yeah. it to you this way, right? The year from match was in 2016. We had Greg Bird in the pack. And we all know with Greg Bird, I know we had shit, that he did beyond, but... On field, you know, for Craig Bird, every single week would be that dude that could make that tackle that could change the game. And he was aggressive, but he never was stupid with it. I feel like that's what we sort of like in this pack is someone like just aggressive who will come on, be smart about it, and will make that, those big hits on those big players and sort of give the boys that sort of like that confidence boost. We just, I just don't think we have that. And I feel like if we had a player like that in the pack, it would make the the speed of our pack a lot more quicker defensively. Yeah. I don't know. I might be speaking out of my ass here, but yeah, it just it just feels like that. Like we just don't have that Greg Bird esque player in our side that would just come on, you know, do the job, and will show that show the rest of the boys this is how we do it. This is what we've got to do. You know, and
1: I don't know. Yeah, I agree. No, we don't. And hopefully it is something they, they work on over the year. Like it, it was the same last year too, though. We didn't have that. It took them a while to get clicking in defence. Um, and hopefully they, they click a little bit earlier this year because I think it was like around 18 or 19 before they started really defending last year. So hopefully it, it, comes, it comes a little bit quicker this year and this week it would be really good to start that and you know maybe they did because maybe they they clicked you know we're just coming off a a try you know a clean sheet against the Tigers you know so maybe it has clicked who knows we'll find out stay tuned definitely hope so that's for sure (laughs) Um, fingers crossed that
2: uh, I think yeah we've been over it a couple times nearly every episode but I think this year too it's just as you said Matt Uh, AJ and Toby were sort of a little bit quiet against the Tigers looked a little bit lost so I think sadly this year it's just going to be every couple of weeks or every game we're going to have some sort of learning curve for these young guys that they just have to learn and and hopefully experience and develop through it and um, hopefully they take last week and um, turn it into, you know, they really turn up against Moses and Brown because they're going to have to and uh, it's all, all part of the learning but fingers crossed for us so, as you said, they learn sooner rather than later.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We got
2: nothing else out of it for No, I think that's it.
1: No, we'll hopefully get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's plus,
3: it. <laughs> Every time you've said that, we've lost. <laughs> or nearly lost. <laughs> Someone take the microphone <laughs> off him. <laughs> We've nearly lost every time he said that. i will
1: be. One every wondered.
3: week. will <laughs> <laughs> get it right one day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even a broken clock's working twice a day. Yeah.
3: Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third.
1: Okay, Anthony.
2: Any Twitter questions? Yeah, yeah, that time of the week again. Um, yeah, had had a couple of questions fly in late this Harvey. So um, once again, thanks for sending them in. And um, yeah, we'll jump to our, um, our good mate Lambretta. Uh, he sent one in a little bit earlier in the week after after the devastation. Well, well, it was a positive finish, but the devastation of uh, last last Thursday night, whatever that was. So. Um, He said, question for the podcast, what went wrong in the game? Uh, Was it the late COVID changes? Did the boys underestimate the Tigers? Or did the Titans succumb to the Tigers' superpower of being able to drag teams down to their level?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think (laughs) it was a combination of all that. Um, Definitely, they they dragged us down to their level and nearly beat us with experience for sure. Um, but yeah, I think there were a lot of changes. You know, Dave got moved over to the left. You know, Proctor played 78 minutes. Um, There's a lot of combination changes. And something that we didn't sort of touch on in the review that, uh, as Justin brought up, there was kind of like a wet weather game. It was like a rain game because the way there was a lot of rain previously and being a heavy sorry, a cool, a chilly night on the Gold Coast that actually um, and made all the conditions. Sea bus is generally really dry, but for some reason it made that place really wet and there was a lot of moisture. And what they were saying is the ball was slippery. It was like playing in the rain. So, um, you know, no excuses really, but yeah, just glad to get those two points. Yeah, I, I think I have a thing as well
3: that but... He, Justin, also touched on the fact that I think we had like a five day turnaround as well. Yeah. Like that's, that's always going to be rough on any club. So,
1: and, and like, yeah, that, we're, just saying that, baby. All week just, they were just saying how important having a five day turnaround was to get back on it. And, you know, they're like, oh, it's the best thing for us after that brutal loss against Canberra. was was having a five day turnaround. And then he's using it as an excuse. Can't have it both ways yeah Yeah,
2: no, that's right. It. yeah, It's just uh, as we said, Holbrook's press conference just a combination of things, and as I said he was he was a little bit chipper, a little bit uh too over the moon. <laughs> I think his his tone probably needed a little bit of work because he sort of smoothed it over like there was there was no issues or no problems. Um, yeah yeah, you can definitely. Definitely chalk it up to a number of things. So I um, think obviously we, we have a bit of a habit over the years of playing down to teams' levels instead of going out there and doing a Melbourne or a or a South Sydney or Roosters <laughs> and putting a number on some of the sort of lower teams in the comp. We often get into an arm wrestle for some reason with them. But, um, yeah, hope, thankfully... It's been against the Warriors this year and the Tigers. We've sort of come down to their level, I guess, or or not played our best footy. But thankfully, in both we've gotten the win. So hopefully, we're learning to even when we get into these shit fights with um with the sort of cellar dwellers. Hopefully, we're learning to at least get the job done and do enough to win. That's all we can hope. So um. But i'll uh, yeah take it to uh another good podcast in rugby league um, first question they've sent in so thanks for uh thanks for sending in the question boys it's um woody and slugs. um they've sent in a question uh or well, more of a more of a bit of a statement or stat for you guys. um the last 15 games we've played against top eight sides since round one twenty twenty one. We've had only one win and 14 losses. What are your thoughts, boys? Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that sums it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's concerning. Uh, I think the only win we've had, too, is against Newcastle Knights, I believe. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's concerning. But, you know, (laughs) what they showed last year, there was that game. There that period where they nearly beat Melbourne. They nearly beat the, the Roosters. They nearly beat Panthers. So they're close, but yeah, it's, it's just got, they're a work in progress still. So hopefully they can turn it around this week and break that trend.
2: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. If that.
3: Yeah. If that's it. I mean, when you look at last year as well, I think we had six, seven games, maybe against like the good sides that were very winnable, but, you know, obviously because we were still a work of progress and whatnot, we couldn't quite get the job done. But I, I, I've been thinking about this all week and it going to go kind of off topic, but I don't know if you boys see it the same way, but I kind of see this sort of as Justin's second year to an extent because of how disruptive 2020 was and... The fact that you know he was taking a squad, but finished sixteenth, and trying to re- shape the whole culture of the club, the whole way the club was playing, like to extent, I sort of like I don't I don't excuse shit performances and not competing for the eight, like that's obvious. But I kind of feel like to some extent, this year is really like his second year with a decent side, and I don't, I don't know if that kind of comes kind of through, but the fact that and, you know, the, uh, I don't know, I might be speaking out of my arse, but
2: nah, nah, yeah, think, no, no, I, I think there's that's a and uh, yeah, because yeah, 2020 was just a, yeah, as we know, not only in rugby league, but in the world, it was just a just a disrupted year and sort of shocked us all and it, it was a bit of a weird season obviously, um, that massive break in the middle, but um, yeah, no, I can definitely see what you're talking about. It the first year is probably just learning the club and, you know, learning the, the NRL trade after coming over from, from England. So whereas yeah, all you can hope is that by the end of the year, we're talking about, Oh, we improved on last year on these things. Cause especially if it is, is as you said, is, technically sort of his third year but it's really his second year you want to see that we've actually taken steps and improved on something anything but hopefully across the board we we improve on everything um but yeah to, to bring it back I think your first point there Tom was pretty accurate a lot of a lot of games last year we we just run through it like the, the Melbourne game with Brian Kelly not passing the ball. Um, that 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 was basically a blown try. Um, we lost by about four points or six points, I think. We um, yeah. got off to a big lead, blew it against them. South Sydney, same thing. So, as you said, we had the chances against the top eight sides, but hopefully we can actually yeah. start to get some wins and it's not not a mental thing where we just – Can't get over the top of them. So,
1: and and once once they get one or two, they'll it'll like even even just one. Like if they can get the win this week against the top eight side, they 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 won't lose. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll be they're such a you know a bit of hyperbole, but you know that they're they're that sort of they're like a they're 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 just good at running downhill. So once they realise that hey we can do this they'll just get a full head of steam up and they're like, oh, actually, we do belong here. We do compete. We are a good team. We, we can do this. Yeah. And they'll just be unstoppable. Yeah. They're uh, just, just got to get that monkey off their back. And once they do, look out. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, agreed. Especially such a young side. That's often the case with young blokes is they're just confidence players, a lot of them. Um, so if they can, as you said, get that first win... Think oh wow well, you know we can we can actually beat a top side, hopefully that'll lead to to more and more and more confidence means more wins hopefully but um yeah we'll move on um, to another question our, our mate Remy uh, I'm gonna throw to you Tommy first you can probably lead this off here uh, I see you've already already replied to this one on Twitter <laughs> while, while while we're recording so I'll throw it to you our, our mate Remy has asked for. At this stage in time, what is our Queensland backlines? Go ahead, Tommy.
1: <laughs>
3: nah, nah, fuck Queensland, mate. I just... <laughs> it's such a weird, weird podcast. The only nurse of Wales do here, and I've got two Queenslanders, but <laughs> if, I, if I'm speaking from a rugby league sense... And I'll I'll try to be somewhat like I don't know. So I think from a rugby league sense, the fullback it's going to be Ponga. I I don't like I don't know. I feel like Ponga and State of Origin would be a better fourteen. But the fullback will be Ponga unless something drastic happens. Um, the wings will be Xavier Coates and um, who what was I thinking of the other day?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I oh, I think guy on the wing. Oh, I think he, he has played there a couple of times. I think he does quite well. G- G- state of origin Gaga is just the greatest player of all time. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um in the centers, I think Valentine Holmes or it, even then you could put Holmes on a wing Gaga into the centers and then um who did I think the other day if I could play center? Because that I it to be Queensland's struggle in the last couple of years is finding that second se- center. Um because you've played K-Polf there a couple of times, haven't you? And sort of worked the first time and it didn't really work. Um Yeah. Uh, I can't think of the guy who I was thinking of for was Santa,
2: that, but was it the Hammer? Who's sorry? Ah, uh, Hemis O W I Fido. He he did come into my mind, but he's not the one I'm thinking about. Um
3: I'll, I'll let you go, boys go, and I'll try and figure out who I was thinking of.
1: Yeah. I, Anyone that's watched a single Newcastle game this year cannot realistically put Ponger at fullback. Like, he's yeah. atrocious. I don't, know, I don't know how he's getting paid a $1, $1. $1.2 million a year. But I, I don't get it. So I, I've got AJ at the back. Um, I've got Coates and Sami on the wing, gay guy and Holmes in the centres, and Ben Hunt and Toby Sexton and Ars fighting me.
2: <laughs> love the Toby love um, yeah, that'd be a dream if that happened um, but yeah no I've got um, yeah I've got Ponger at the back but as you said he, he he's he been absolutely trashed by his standards um, he, he's missed a couple of games obviously through injury but the games he has played he's just he ha- you haven't even noticed he's there and as you said a 1.2 million dollar player and people go on about bit yeah. feeder and while this year he's sort of been a little bit quiet even if he's not sort of worth the money people say he was still impacting games and score and tries and so he's he, still can, he's still contributing but... yeah yeah exactly you knew he was there you knew he was you know playing well so uh i'll, I'll leave ponga there for now i can maybe see aj definitely there but Um, he's had the obviously the experience he's played there before for Queensland so um, on the wings I'll go uh, Hemmer and Xavier Coates Uh, in the centres Valentine Holmes and Gagai and then in the halves I think Munster and Cherry Evans I think DCE might have this year in him, maybe next year but Hopefully some young kids can push their way through like Toby um, because DCE sort of hasn't been his best. He he was all right last week. He was pretty good last week, actually, but he's been down on form origin-wise the last couple of years. So hopefully there's some people breaking
1: through. DCE, he's the king of running downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Ben Hunt has is, has been criminally underrated this year. He he's light, light years ahead of anyone at the Dragons as their, their best player this year. Um, I I'd, I'd like to see him get a gig. I I think realistically, I I'd, I'd like to see Ben Hunt and Cam Munster together in the halves. Um. And, and you know if if you, if you really want to put D.C. in there, put him in the fourteen. Uh, you know you can either have A.J. or, or Ben Hunt. I mean um, um, Palmer at the back, but yeah, but like the, the centers. I think the centers have to, have to be Gagai and Holmes. And yeah. You know, it's it's a toss up for the wing. Like Savi's been good, hammerside has been good, Coates has been good. Uh, you can, you could you could even put if Corey has a good. Three or four weeks, leading up to you know he was unlucky not to get it last year, yep. so was a, there's a few in the wingers in the wings there. So yeah, no, that's yeah, right. fingers crossed.
2: Yeah, as you said, Tom, we're we're really short on centers. I don't know what the hell we can't we can't breed a center in Queensland. I, I don't know what the <laughs> go is there, but there must be some scientific reason. We'll put it out to NRL physio or something. I don't know, but um <laughs> Yeah, we, we need some answers why there's no no centres in Queensland, but... Um, Jojo
1: for feeder season.
2: That's it, yeah. yeah he'll yeah. sneak up and he'll uh, hopefully crack in, but even in Bowie Firmer, put him in there, put him yeah.
1: in there. <laughs> well, he's, he's to gotta, be honest... He's got to be in the back row.
2: Yeah, I, I had him off the bench and I, I copped a bit of flack on Twitter. I had I had him on the bench, 17 jersey to come on, I... I think with his speed and agility, if he, if he does impress over the next four or five weeks leading into origin, I, I would definitely have him on the bench. You imagine bringing yeah. him on when fatigue sets in in origin around he's, that. He he's easily
1: years. like one of our like – him, Tino and Sami have been our three best players this year, without a doubt. Like it's unquestionable. Yep.
2: No, agreed. So hopefully he keeps – Keeps impressing. We'd love to see him on the bench as a Queenslander. Tommy probably doesn't, yeah. but um, yeah, he uh definitely hopefully keeps keeps putting his best foot forward. Um yeah, we'll uh move on from origin, get back to the uh the Titans talk and um yeah, I think it was running through everyone's mind um at Insurgico Formica. He said, what is the second worst NRL game you've ever seen? <laughs> I think we all know what number one is.
1: Um, wasn't it the Broncos versus the Bulldogs last year? Yeah. I think. That, that, that one was a terrible game. That was, that was like at their, their peak shitness for both of them. Wasn't it like 8-6 or something like that? I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure that was up there as one of the worst games ever to be that was probably the worst game ever to be played until Thursday night. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I if we're talking if we're talking off, you know, score lines, it would be last year's game against Brisbane, twenty two points up in the first fifteen minutes, and then we just absolutely choked. I don't know what happened and Oh, good to see. There was a game that wasn't the Titans Cup a few years back. It was the Warriors and Knights over in New Zealand when Steve Price was still playing. I fell asleep watching that game. That's the only <laughs> game I've ever fallen asleep watching. Like it was
1: dreadful. Yeah, yeah. That, that game, that game on Thursday night, that that just had like I couldn't. It was like I got teleported back into a month of Monday night footballs and just watched, you know, it was just that's it was just one of those the only thing that would have made that any more Monday night football if it was torrential rain or like you know thick as fuck fog that you couldn't see across the field. It was that was just
2: And sick people in the crowd. That would be yeah. <laughs> Monday night football. Just, just Warren Smith talking into an empty stadium. <laughs> <That's>, it,
1: yeah. <laughs> one there.
2: Add the epic Fox Sports intro from back in the days, just for nothing. But um, yeah, probably. Oh, it was dreadful to watch that game. Just as a footy fan, I honestly, if I wasn't following one of the teams, I, I probably would have turned it off about twenty five minutes in. Um, yeah. But I thought one of the worst in recent memory was literally about two weeks ago, the Tigers and Warriors. I thought, geez, this is just a crap game of footy. How can you top this? And um, (laughs) two weeks later, it put in uh, fast forward and Tigers again and we joined them this time. I'm noticing a trend. (laughs) Yeah, there's a certain orange trend. I just can't. (laughs) <laughs> fingers, but, um, yeah, but no, we'll we'll finish off. Um, last last question, a, a shout out to our mate. He'd, he'd be feeling it having to edit this tonight. Uh, Big T, the biggest tiger. He said, "How long into this before I pull the plug on this episode?" Uh, about eight seconds, <laughs> I reckon. As soon as you hear <laughs> that, talk, cut it. <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, he was the first guy. As soon as AJ scored, I'm thinking, "Oh shit! How does T- I feel so bad for Big T?" And I had to laugh. I was reading for his Twitter, and he was saying, "You know, people were in his DMs congratulating him on a win." And he, was, he was basically <laughs> responding, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you dare say it. Oh, I feel so bad for Tivo man. It just if you want if you ever want the Tigers to do well, it's because of T, like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how he's still a Tigers fan, man. Like, that, that would be such a painful existence, let alone being a Tigers fan, but a Tigers fan, jeez.
2: Yeah, it's uh, definitely... Can't question our loyalty, but definitely can't question their loyalty. It's... um be bloody hard, but, um, yeah, no, Big T, he's a, a legend, and... Um, we definitely definitely didn't hold back tonight, so that, that's a special one for you, mate. Um, enjoy editing this episode.
1: All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that it for, for Twitter. Is that it for the socials, mate?
2: Yep, yep, that's all for this week, so um, yep, thanks again, everyone, sending them in, and um, yep, we'll be back again next week. Send, send in all your questions, statements, bullshit, Banter, everything, anything—we want to hear it. So, keep sending it in.
1: Yeah, love it. All right. Anything else you you boys want to add?
2: No, no. I think that's that's pretty much it from my end. Um, just hopefully, all you can hope for is a good effort on Saturday night. Um, if not, can always. Turn the TV off and um, head out to the pub or something like
1: that um, for
2: a a beer and steak to settle things.
1: But um, no, just hopefully. They haven't won a game when I've been home. So I'm sorry.
2: So this is a shout out to Matt's bosses. Just get get him out of home. Don't let him go home. Uh,
1: We need it. Yeah. No, I need to back I need to buy, we need to buck the trend today. Let's go, boys. Definitely. Yeah, turn it yeah, up. Yeah, Hundred percent Now they're back in business, the All right, that'll do for episode seven of Bad Life Titans. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, don't forget you can interact with us on Twitter at Bad Life Titans. You can interact with me at H 4 mmerz Anthony at GC underscore Anthony and Tommy at jet zero underscore one underscore 10. Jeez, I don't know how I can't read that every time. Um, (laughs) Thanks again, guys. Uh, Let's go Titans. Have a good weekend and um, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next week.
2: Thanks,
1: boys.